It's stutter. Okay. Okay, we're good. All right, welcome back to Notable. I'm Tom Delore. I'm Grant Palmatier. And I'm Amir Bankston. And this is the podcast where this week we tried to listen to, you know, 12 and a half hours of music to decide what was actually notable. And it definitely wasn't all of it. Yeah. Or probably even most of it. <laughs> <laughs> the overwhelming majority. Um, but but we were stimulated. But we, had, we, we sifted through it, and <laughs> I'm going to fight Amir. And <laughs> uh, we sifted through it, and so we got a lot to talk about today. Um, a lot of new releases, and then we got our classic. We're going to try to you know switch things up a little bit, devote a little more time to the classic album that we bring each week. Um, to kind of sell it that it is actually a classic. Yeah, we got to sure. stimulate this this classic. All right. We'll uh, get to the stimulated joke yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> All For right. those who are wondering what Amir is talking about. <laughs> it's a big amble, It's a big album, dog, when it's stimulated. All right. Music news? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll toss this over to you, Grant, so you can lead us All through right, music cool, news. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so it was a decent week for sure. Um, first off, I found this article on Billboard. Uh, which is very interesting. Soundtracks are three of the top five albums in the Billboard 200. How crazy is that? So you got Black Panther, the album, mm-hmm. The Greatest Showman at number three, Black Panther obviously being at number one, and then Fifty Shades Freed is at number five. See, there were some singles of Fifty Shades Freed, so that one didn't surprise me. What surprises me, The Greatest Showman is still up there. That's... When did that come out? Like December-ish? I think I saw it in December. Yeah, or around January. that time, or bef- maybe even before. I'm not sure, but it was. it's been two months. Yeah. And I guess it's, you know, musicals typically have that longevity. Yeah, right. Um, music. But uh, I, I was kind of surprised about that, that it's gripping it so. So a couple of facts. It's December only the... 20th, 2017, by the way. All right. <laughs> My mom's birthday. Happy birthday, Amir's mom. Thanks. <laughs> too uh, much to the day, actually. Yeah. The, it was the 10th time since 1963 that this has happened with, like, three soundtracks in the top, uh, what did I say, 200? That seems high. Or top five, sorry, in the Billboard 200 albums chart. It's kind of a mouthful, but it is yeah. impressive. Um, the last three album or soundtracks that did that were in 2015 in May. It was number one, it was Pitch Perfect 2. Number three was Fifty Shades of Grey. Number five was Furious 7. That was not Lone what I was behold. expecting at all. Okay, Furious no, I'll explain. Furious 7 had that. See you again. That's the only reason. And then uh, Fifty Shades always has a banging, banging soundtrack. That seems like the wrong wrong word. It's the right word. Listen to this. There was two back-to-back weeks in September of 2007. High School Musical 2 was at number one. (laughs) Yeah, Hannah Montana 2 slash Meet Miley Cyrus, the OG album at number two for both weeks. And then Hairspray. As number what three. A, what time. a what a what a crazy <laughs> few weeks there. And then yeah, after that it goes back into like ninety eight when I think really? that it was taken more seriously. I don't know. What a time to be alive though. I would, yeah, I would think right? that would have been around like one of the Guardians of the Galaxy times because those yeah. those soundtracks sold big, but I guess yeah, maybe Star Wars or something. But there wasn't two other things going on at the same time. Yeah, like when the first fair. Guardians of the Galaxy came that's out. 2014. That was in August, and that I remember that August. The reason why they made so much money is because it was literally nothing yeah. for, like, weeks until Star Wars, and they were just cleaning up. I mean, I think the only movie that also came out around that time was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and, you know. It was I mean, okay. Yeah. Shell shocked. Was it so shocked? to get shell Oh, yeah. It was so yeah, yeah. I, mean, it was I liked that song. Anyways, uh, what do you, do you think this is a trend? Like, is this going to keep happening? Do you think if, bigger if movie soundtracks are going to happen? I think the, 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 Success of Black Panther in particular, the album, um, and I think that's just going to continue to grow because the movie 
you know, actually opened this weekend, and it was and like a record opening, right? Monumental, yeah, two hundred yeah. million, two hundred plus million. It's yeah. Insane. Uh, so I think that that this is going to then just push the album sales even more. And I think if they put a lot more, I think the studios realize that they put the effort into making these albums like this. Mm-hmm. Like they just gave it to Hendrick Lamar, and then kind of gave him all the artistic liberties in the world, and then he made a great album. So I think if studios kind of pull back on. If they kind of dive more into it, is what I should say, into yeah. like soundtracks instead of scores, because scores make sense sometimes, and then also soundtracks are great as well. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes I feel like the soundtrack is so neglected, well, and a good soundtrack can like make a movie that much. The better. problem with soundtrack as opposed to scores are you kind of don't want to hear the score because the score sometimes gives it away by like the names of like each song. Like it'll be like mm-hmm. this is when like Vader dies or something like that. As well, opposed spoiler to, like, alert. <laughs> As opposed to the soundtrack where it's, like, just a bunch of songs that were either in the movie or in, okay, in Black Panther's case, it was expired by. But there was some spoilers in some of the later tracks. Um, There was some some stuff about somebody dying. No. There was because it was on Genius. Yeah, but that, it's not in the movie, though. It's, there's only three songs in the movie. Oh, that's fair. The Scissor song. I get what you're saying, then. The last one. Uh, pray for me, and there's one more they said that's in that movie that I did not uh, hear. I can't remember. Uh, uh, the Vince Staples song might be. Yeah, it was that. I one. heard. I heard. Well, I read um, that the those three songs were like originally actually made for it, and then like those were kind of decided, and then the rest of the music was like yeah. inspired by. It. That's where which, that comes from. Some of those songs I wish were in the movie. Right. Like that's why I don't think. That's I think that's why there wasn't more yeah. of those in the movie. It's because of that because reason. but like they okay just real quick on the Black Panther soundtrack, me and Grant was wrong. Pray for me was not the song that played when it ended. Man, it's I a, thought it was going to be a song. I thought it was going to be. Yep, and that caught me off guard. I was like, oh, when I heard Pray for Me at another scene that I can't spoil. Was it pretty? Intense? I need to watch the movie still. Yeah, but. it was. It was. It's the. It's the scene where. They they go to like the Millennium Falcon and they all meet okay. up with Han and the crew and like instead of playing the da 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 da, da pray for me comes on. There's Mos Eisley Cantina theme. Yeah. Okay. But instead <laughs> for that, it's it's pray for me. Appreciate the non spoiler. See the movie, please. Um, I was gonna say in addition to not about the Black Panther one, but I feel like we've been seeing another trend towards musicals. Uh, yeah, there has theatrical been. musicals because only what 2016 was La La Land. La La Land, and then. I mean, there was. I feel. I feel like there's a couple last year even. Where musicals I, do huge, you know. But yeah. it's been Les a Miz. It's definitely a blew trend. It up. Yeah, Les Mis. Yeah, Les Mis. You're right. Really, yeah. I kind forgot of about that. Blew that door open. Mm-hmm. What was that though? 2008. No. No, it was more recent than that. Was it? Within this decade. Let's see here. Let's, our handy Googles. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Especially, I mean, La La Land was what kind of like. Made me like that genre yeah. again, as opposed to like which is the interesting old because that's like such musical. a which because there is such like a twenty twelve twenty twelve okay yeah. so that's like such a play on the old musicals too it's it just is, got yeah. like a fresh take I don't know I think there's a combination of both of those things people putting a lot more effort into these soundtracks um, yeah and, and this kind of resurgence of musicals could see this happening a lot more often I think that if these albums continue to sell these soundtracks then it's only more incentive for Studios to start working harder on the soundtracks. And I think especially in the Fifty Shades case, I think the past three albums have each had like two or three hits on them that have gone in the, you know, top 100, 100 whatever it's called. Yeah. 
And the, so, like, that's a strat, too, to make that, even yeah. more money, right? That Beyonce song was the last one with The weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Uh, don't, I, oh, uh, lo- uh, You're Worth It. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you're worth it. Yeah, yeah. Did Alessia Cara have hers? Was that in the last one or was that in the first one? I don't know. Oh, uh, Love Me Like You Do. That was, uh, the, that was, mid, that was the, the last one. That was the middle Not one. Not the first one. Yeah. But then the first song. one, you know, you have other ones, too. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's another thing that's that'll start happening. That's a good idea. I don't know how much studios make off of those, but... Yeah. They make a good bit, then they're probably going to turn to that, like just throwing it to a certain artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was smart doing the Kendrick, so yeah, it worked. It solves things. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news here. Did you guys watch the All-Star game, the NBA All-Star game? Yes, I did. I did not. Okay, I so me and Amir you. went through. Oh, did you watch the opening ceremonies? I, yes, kind of? I watched the whole. I didn't get the opening. I did watch the I clip wa- that I we were going to talk about. I watched the amazing, because uh, just in the words of, of Shaq, and Charles Barkley, man, after that, I need a cigarette. Hey, Shaq, Shaq was defending her. Yes, and Charles I need Barkley a cigarette. was like, I need a cig. So for those like, who don't that's know, that's how good it was. Fergie sung what? the. That's not what, that's he, what he meant. <laughs> that is absolutely not what he that's meant. That's what he meant. <laughs> Fergie sung the national anthem at, before the All Star game started on Sunday, so and seductively she too. did a jazz, like a jazz themed version yeah. of it. I'm gonna fight and you. And it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> America. It was unique. It was and unique. really horrible. <laughs> it was bad. No, okay. She did it her own way. Yeah, don't do that. Well, How okay. About that? What did you want from her? She's probably thinking. Well, I wanted her to go out there and just sing the national. Like she's anthem. got bars, she can sing. Like just go sing it regularly. No, yeah. no. Okay, you want it's not her nobody style asked to do that. that. Okay, you want to. You want the first. I'll go with the hot take. Fergie was like jazz. Black History Month. That's Black no, Panther. I yeah. doubt that's what it was. I felt like I did not get the jazz element from it. I got the, I don't even know. You don't like slow tempo. You, you don't yeah. think you, that she should have had a piano out and then like laying on I it think going. If you're gonna, if that's the honor that's going on, then you should go the full. Oh, way. the full way. Instead of half doing it. No, the real thing is people were laughing at her. <laughs> like okay, they, yeah, they, she was, they cut know. to Draymond Green and yeah. he's literally like smiling and laughing <laughs> during the anthem. No, Steph Curry started laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jimmy Kimmel had the biggest smile on his face. Like, Chance the rapper was cracking up. Too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's what I think it really is. It's gonna. <laughs> let's be honest. She's 2011. Fergie can't sing anymore. People, yeah. are, people have been she's, saying she's that out of it since like the ba- the Black Eyed Peas album. Since my humps. No, it's just the one after that. <laughs> oh, um, elect- uh, what was it called? Electric City or something like that? Is that the one with Boom, Boom, yep. Boom? Yeah. Since that album, yeah, it's kind of like, that. where did the Black Eyed Peas go? And no one Gone. Cares. She had to, No, she had a song last year, though, that was kind of big. Milk. The milk? Was it Milk Money? Yeah, it was yeah. Milk, because like that's when all every mom like came out and did like that. I got milk. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. I thought there should be more to that. <laughs> no, but that was the video. But uh, uh, I feel bad for her. I, feel, I, don't, I don't think she deserves a scorn. Like, she's a cool person, right? I she's, like, she's never I, done anything No, bad. but here's my thing. I think that she could have she tried to stay in her lane. <laughs> I think they could have gotten a better artist yeah, to do it. Felt like a Even a nobody I would have been fine with. Like, first off, Beyonce's in the building. You can't disrespect them by having her having a witness garbage. And her child was and then, there. I want to talk about, too, the halftime did you watch the halftime no. show? Who performed? They put oh, Pharrell, I did. Er, oh, nerd and, uh, Pharrell. and Pharrell. Yeah, and that was, that was, that was great. I, I liked that. I, I was confused. I've seen it three times now. Really? Okay. The same performance. 
I think there was goods and bads to it, but overall, like I enjoyed it. But at they least. keep doing that performance. Like I want them to switch it that up is, a yeah. little bit. <laughs> that is like it's their, literally their the same time. It's the same the thing. Same thing. They get to the Rihanna part, and then a girl gets out of the car, and she's like, and she does her like twerking, and then she, she and then, starts like, twerking, and then, I get it. The weird get thing, it. yeah. <laughs> and it just goes into it. I'm like, all right, I've seen this like 15 yeah. times now. Can we not see this again? And yeah, still I mean, better than Justin Timberlake. Yeah, well, Pharrell's looking, Pharrell's looking a little dusty out here. He's having to put up with. What do you mean his his bleach blonde hair or whatever? His he's looking a little rough. He's looking like he's he's 28 now. He looks like of, an older version of Jaden Smith. Yeah, he, he yeah he does. He right used now. To, he looked like he looked like he could have been Jaden Smith's like <laughs> twin brother a year ago. Yeah. Now he looks like he could be Jaden Smith. Like, he's like getting near 50. Yeah, like his 40s at least. But right like now. he he's slowing down a little bit because he had to like put up with that trash out album in his stew yeah. with JT and it aged him a little bit I'm telling you <laughs> he was like man the woods man this is the man of the trash I'm getting <laughs> old just listening to this but at least it wasn't the worst album of the year yeah I'll give him that alright or candidate is that all we got on the all star then yeah. yeah okay agreed it was bad Uh, so something that was interesting Monday was President's Day and Billboard had another article that was interesting. Obama is the most name-dropped president in the history of music, at president? least from their analyzations. Uh, or analyzations, anal- analysis. Uh, yeah. Huh. First, he's that. first with 309 mentions and just songs. And then who's second? Second Reagan. is George W. Oh, with 116. Oh, yeah, W. And then it goes uh, Clinton. Uh, Ronald Reagan, and it kind of just drops off after that. Well, Trump yeah. set five with thirty-three mentions. I'm sure that'll rise. Yeah, because yeah. they don't have music. They didn't have music back. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that, like, I guess maybe it's too historical. Obama... You would think like George Washington would. <laughs> and just to He's source that, um, that w- that research what? was done they by Lyric, Lyric Find. So Lyric Find is that. <laughs> they can still name drop him. No, dude. What are you gonna be like? <laughs> Nothing rhymes with George Washington, dude. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's maybe fair. if you say <laughs> Washingtons, you're probably referencing like yeah, one dollar bill. Yeah, and you don't want weak, no one mentions Washington. It's either like well, if Benjamin Franklin was a president, Benjies, yeah, <laughs> then that'd be okay. The reason why I think why is that, Reagan up there? Because Reagan was just uh, like in the eighties. I mean, no, but Reagan was controversial. Like, Reagan was controversial. Ra- like yeah. rap was like really against Reagan. So okay. yeah, you know, and plus the whole like yeah stuff. Yeah, he's been featured on like Kendrick and Kanye's yeah. stuff. And Same thing with to like probably Bush, too. Country. Yeah. And then, of course, like Obama, I feel like he's on at least every rap album like I've ever listened to. He's cool. And it's great. Like yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm happy with that. He's a cool guy. So My president. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you laugh at the end of that? I don't know. I don't know, man. I just saw so many tweets, <laughs> and it's just, it was a great time. Okay. So, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Little tidbit. And then uh, I guess the last little piece of notable news was Drake did that video for God's Plan, and he spent the entire movie but or film budget on people. It was like a million dollars. Yeah, it was, it was like a close million, to a million. Yeah. I thought that was cool. All right, it was a Drake thing to do. It was really Drake thing because if we <laughs> let's, let's dig in really fast, that dropped the same weekend that King is <laughs> Dead dropped video. Yeah, and you hear no one talking about that video now. It was Which was brutal. a great video. And it's a good video. I love that King's Dead video. But that 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 God's playing videos, it's good. And it's like it's good, but at the same time, it's like I don't think it's that good. I just yeah, think it's, it's like, goofy. It's I think it's mostly like, it feels the, like a vlog. Yeah, it feel, it, I I think it's like the whole thing behind it. 
Yeah. It was like when Beyonce dropped that one song uh, video where it was like basically a blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. And that one went. It's like it's sort of like that, but like it was strategic. Like he, like yeah, he knows what he's doing. He took God Plan still at number one. Still, nothing else is caught up yet. So I mean, it was a good plan. It's a it's a good video. I mean. It was just a lot going on. It makes you want to say, do something good. <laughs> do something good to somebody. Yeah, Please. I got that message. But not everyone has, you know, 999000 to give away to, to, to an entire grocery store or whatever. It's probably, he probably, it, if he would have spent that money actually making, like, some other video, it, there's a guarantee you probably wouldn't have done as well. Yes, it would have. Yeah. You think it would have done just as well? I think it would have done just as well. You think that this the, the him giving away all that money has done nothing else for it? I see people on my Twitter, like, people that are, like, into politics that are, like, tweeting about it that probably don't listen to Drake whatsoever. Well, it would have went. Hot Life Bling went. And Hot Life Bling was him literally just dancing <laughs> on stage, like, on some stairs. Yeah, that was so memed, though. He could have put out a memed video. Yeah, I guess. He did the energy video. That went because it was heavy memed. Like, just, like, a solo, like, a lot of his videos could be heavy memed. But this video, like, only... I think this video was what, like, it was, it makes you feel good. Like, this is one of those, like, I saw somebody tweet out that, like, now when you hear this in the club, you're just going to start crying. Oh. Like, you're just going to break down. Like, and, like, yeah, it was one of those. It's it's a good video. And I think the reason people really liked it was, like, it wasn't the typical rap video, which, like, Mm-hmm. You know, look at me, I got money. Look at these girls, yeah. like, throwing them yeeks back, you know. Sort of like Kendrick's was. A little bit, to a degree. Except, like, only thing is it does have the best verse ever, like Kendrick's does with Future. Oh, that Future verse is so good. <laughs> are, you, are you genuine about that? When you yes. That? It's really that good? I like that verse. Dude, I don't know why I After do. listening to it, I might go it's hard. It's so good. It. It's like, la dee da dee da Stop. Like, and then you have the hard and 808 then it's like, come back in. Pass me some syrup. It's just like, what does this even mean? <laughs> what does a pass me some syrup the, mean? The, the video stuck in my mind because he's he's on top of this skyscraper, just yes. like just just I don't know, like dancing. The, the, uh, as soon as I hear <laughs> him say, "You're not a gang member, you're a tourist," I just start <laughs> smiling because I know it's coming. And like, even if you listen to that song where he says, uh, Kendrick says, "I be passing out with the purest." But Future just says, I be passing out. I be passing <laughs> out. <laughs> he, just, he just, I love that song. Future's just a goof, man. I cannot stop listening to that. That song is literally sensational. Like, it's just so good. It's definitely been my go-to. Yes, I love that song. Like, oh, man. But I love God's plan, too. Oh, yes. Uh, is that but, all we got to yeah, say about God's plan? Yeah, that's all I have plan? to say about that. Good song. Go check out the video if you want. Yeah. It's on YouTube. And now we'll jump into new releases. Uh, so we'll start with Muse, Thought Contagion. Their first single in a while, first music in a while, first piece of music. What do you guys think yeah. of it? It's Muse. I like it. <laughs> I like it's the message. Like it's, kind of, it's kind of like... It's going to blow up, I feel like, at least within their audience. Yeah. It's got such a message that I think that 
is really going to get spread a lot too. I mean, I, it's very indicative too. of the current political climate and also just general like climate of the atmosphere of America right now. And I'm like, yeah, <clears throat> makes yeah, sense. It definitely works. I I like the eighty the eighties like cover that they got going on, like the yeah. Miami Vice cover. Everyone's going back to the eighties right now. It's weird. I didn't think of it. As that 80s... What's with this 80s trend, by the way? I know yeah. a lot of these singles and albums coming up. We have, like, an 80s That's what sort I'm of saying. Like they're going back to, like, the 80s for some yeah. reason. Nostalgia. Sidebar. Nostalgia sells. Yeah, but, like, it's been a strong push for that sound right now. It's weird. Either I, way, I, I'm looking forward to, like, their album. Uh, it kind of had, like, a science fiction feel to me, too, which is what that, that uh, cover is kind of-ish, too. I mean, he's shooting lightning out of his hands. Yeah. And, like, that whole beginning, whatever... The synthesizer, or whatever that is. Yeah, at the yeah. yeah. I was it's a very like, interesting choice. I've, it's kind of like Muse's sound, though. They'll, yeah. they'll do that a lot. But it's yeah, kinda, it's it's almost cinematic. It is. Yeah, I could totally see it. Like if they have a music video come out for this, I could totally see it mm-hmm. being like like a Back to the Eighties. Oh yeah, Back to the Future thing. Does yeah. this mean they have a album on the way or anything? Yeah. Or do we not know? Yes, they probably didn't announce it yet, but it's coming. No one just puts out music. That's not true. Just That's not because- true. It's rare. What about Frank Ocean? Frank Ocean has an album coming out, but he probably is struggling. All right. Because Frank doesn't put out music. Before we get to Frank Ocean, we have uh, another single. ASAP Rocky, Gucci Mane, 21 Savage, Cocky. What do you think of this? I didn't get to. <sighs> you didn't listen to this? I And I really wanted to because the, the, it's in the Uncle Drew. And, first yeah. of all, I was, I'm shocked I was gonna say they're making an Uncle Drew movie. Uncle Drew. Yeah, I don't know why they are. And I'm going to be I didn't know in this profitable. Studio. I don't I'm know. what be... it's a, Is it going to be a comedy? What is it going to be? A sports movie? What? Probably a comedy. Slash Dude, it's like a Space Jam type of deal, I think. Oh, if it's a Space Jam type but of deal. But like, it's not going to be classic. It's going to be old man. It's going to be old Kyrie yeah, like Uncle Drew. being a. What's that Martin Lawrence Goof. movie where he dresses up? What's that? Baby uh, Mama's house? Is it gonna be like that? Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's gonna be Uncle Drew. Yeah. Is that like the he tone, is. though? You think? No. Yeah, because he's not dressing up as anyone. He's dressing up as Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew's gonna be a real character. Oh, he's not gonna play him? No. Oh. oh I thought he was. I thought he was I from what I like understand. I thought he was like, acting and everything. Cause Uncle Drew is like that's, he's been doing that for the the Pepsi commercials for a longest. Yeah, I love Twenty One Savage. His verse on this song sounds like he recorded it on like a cell phone and then sent it. <laughs> he probably it did. sounds really bad That's for whatever reason. Savage the quality is. on it's terrible. I'm listening to it. Uh, Kyrie Irving Usually is he's really Uncle good Drew. on the mic. No, I know he's playing him, but I'm in the movie. He's not going to be like it's not in Big Mama's house. He dressed up as Big Mama to solve a case. IMDb says he's Uncle Drew. Yeah, it's, no, but I'm saying it's. Is, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. he's going to be Uncle okay, Drew. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. I just meant oh, he's going to have that tone where it's going to be him dressed up as somebody else and it's going to be super goofy. Or do you think it's what, what do you? Th- I don't even know what to expect from this at all. Probably just going to be him teaching some young bloods to, you know, <laughs> the movie, not reach. Yeah, the movie has Nick Kroll, Shaq, uh, yeah. Nate Robinson. Yeah, you reach Lisa Leslie, teach. I guarantee Chris Shaq Weber, Reggie hooping. Miller. There's going to be some cool Shaq guys Shaq ain't hooping, I know that for a fact. <laughs> Shaq's uh, character's name is just Big Fella. Yeah, Shaq couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't. He could not hoop if he wanted to. God, I love Twenty One Savage so man. I, I Wait, don't know. Okay, let me explain why. In the because you either I'm, like Twenty One so Savage cocky. or not. I don't. I don't like. I didn't like the hook at all on this. Well, yeah, it's so terrible. But okay, here's my thing. Yeah. You either like Twenty One Savage or not. 
because he has that very, his rapping is very, it's like, it's almost like he's taking a nap a little bit. Or like, it's almost like, like when he says, I'm going to kill you, it's like, like a, I'm going to, it's like you. a matter of a fact. Like, like, yeah. you know, like he means it. Yeah. Like, it's not like one of those, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It's he doesn't like, get hype about it. No. I'm, like, I'm going to kill you. And that's, then you're like, come on, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. That's what you get <laughs> with 21. That. Yeah. Like, that's like his style. Like, and that's he why stays in like his, him. Yeah. That's like, he stays in his pocket. Like he doesn't try. He did put out that one singing song on Issa called FaceTime and I love that song. Oh, okay. but that's beside the fact. I haven't listened. But like that he just stays in his pocket. He doesn't go out like other people and make a whole album in another genre that's garbage. But we'll get to that later. As soon as I hear the ASAP Rocky sound like right in the beginning, I'm like, Yep. I'm, I'm ready in. for Rocky. I'm ready. His He's album's coming really soon. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm so excited Unless too. he delays it, but it's coming really soon. Too. This what was, was a good it song been, to three on. years since his last album? That's about. Uh, was it Long Live ASAP? No, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, he hasn't put out an album. Which was since. so good. Yeah, it's just. I agree. Okay. I agree. That the hook is like kind of weak, but the rest of it I thought was pretty solid. Was just okay. Real quick on ASAP Rocky. He's got a new flow in this too. It was different. He's going through a. This is going to be a really weird time for him right now. This chorus is bad, but he's going through a really tough like period right now where he's almost in a Drake category where if he like. If his album isn't good, like, like this might be, be in it. trouble. Yeah, because this no, might I be because people already think that ASAP Rocky's overrated, but like his last few like features have been amazing. Like the one he did on uh, Tyler the Creator's album, amazing album. But the one he did on that one, like that was really good, and I was so like hype and I'm waiting for his album. But one, yeah. Yeah. He's just he's at a point right now where like especially coming off an album that was like that like much acclaimed and like this would be his first album without like his first solo album without ASAP uh, Yams God rest the dead so it's like it's gonna be interesting to see what he comes with if he's gonna stick with that like kind of like s- slow like sounding album like the you know first one it was or if he's gonna Maybe try something new. I don't know. I just hope it's good. I don't want to hear another uh, cozy tape. Yeah. I just want his album now. I don't want to hear another. I mean, I love ASAP Fur, but if only they would <laughs> another do another Ferg album. I know if they would only <laughs> do like the like the top dog type of way with their like how they rotate who's they rotate, coming out. Yeah. Like and that whatever. I don't know what label those guys are on. I don't know how they work. I don't know how their thing is. I know. I don't know if they're Wu Tang like how Wu Tang everybody had a solo deal, but they also had a main deal under another like company. Yeah, I don't know, but like I can't like it'll be, it's been like ASAP Ferg, uh, ASAP Mob, ASAP Ferg, Ferg. and then ASAP I think um, Playboy Cardi. Yeah, because he was really then, like because I think Cardi's uh, Cardi's like his protege, so he's been like pushing uh, Playboy Cardi heavy. Which there's is, one like, more ASAP guy that's kind of decently big. That's two Y's at the end of his name, doesn't he? 12 12-y, yeah, yeah, 12 yeah. came out with something, too. And, like, yeah, and, like, don't get me wrong, I love Playboy Cardi, but at the same time... He's no ASAP Rocky. No, he's not ASAP Rocky, you can only hear, like, uh, woke up to people talking like me so many times. Oh, I love, ah, oh, Mongolia, I mean, Magnolia, Magnolia is so good. Great song. Yeah, but I hope this is a good album. I tell you what, I don't want to turn this album on and hear, yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? I want to hear him... <laughs> Staying in his lane and giving me something like like that first album was like. I actually s- comes out with like a conceptual album. No, do you think he can do that? 
you might. I don't know. I still, I just want to hear, like, I still listen to Excuse Me today. Like, I love that song. So don't mess it up, please. Also, the song, Cocky, you think it's going to make it on 2K next year? No, because of that chorus. No. I'll say no. Just because of the chorus. So I was thinking, is basketball like no, just, Uncle Drew? It might, but the chorus is a big thing holding it back. You think so? And depending on who's yeah, those games doing are the what, album. T? Yeah. Yeah, it's got know. a lot of effort. Yeah. No, it's E. It's E. E? I'm so yeah, sure it's E. So, okay. Then. Depending on but they, who's... But they also put, like... Yeah, they, they do put, put some it. hard stuff No, on they it. do, but they just, like, they completely, like, cut everything out, which makes yeah. them terrible. But depending on who's doing the album, because they have, like, certain guys do it, like, yeah. they'll... Like I think Drake's producer Forty did one, which was not good. But yeah. <laughs> at that the was same a while time, ago. yeah, that was two years ago. But at the same time, we'll see. Probably won't. It won't be on two K. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cool. Drake's coming out with a new album too. By the way, he hasn't announced it yet, but you can tell by the ramp up that we're getting right now. Drops two song, a two song EP. Plus, he's running around Florida doing all these good deeds. <laughs> We're morning. getting the album. We're getting the album pretty soon. I'm looking forward to I it. I just wanted to throw. And I don't know when, but him and I hope he doesn't drop an H-Tire Rocky does because that'd be messed up. He, yeah, it would. Rocky might sell 200K, maybe. But if Drake comes out, he ain't selling 200K. Fair. Yeah. So in the same, I guess not the same vein, actually. We have a totally different concept here. Uh, Frank Ocean came out with a cover of the 1961 song Moon River, which was performed by Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's. And uh, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed this song. Did you guys listen to it? Yeah. See, I don't listen to Frank Ocean whatsoever. I don't know if I've ever heard a Frank Ocean song. He's good. But depending on what you're listening to. Channel yeah. Orange is really good. Channel Orange is Blonde great. is Blonde is okay for me. But from what I'd expect from like what I am aware about him, this is not the kind of thing that necessarily especially you're going back to 1960s. Do you think this was like a Valentine's release specifically? It definitely was. Yeah, it came out. It dropped on Valentine's. It's uh, good. It's emotional. Well, yeah. And from- the original song I listened to is is Kind of a totally different vibe. So we took this really? and spun it into like an R&B thing. Yeah, well, I, th- I thought it was interesting. Frank has done this. Like he did this when he uh, first like surprised everyone's like with him coming back. When he remember when he dropped that thing where he's like, I'm building a spiral staircase. Oh, And the everyone video? watched it. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's like six hours yeah. long. And it's just him building a spiral staircase. That was so stupid. With his and music then, playing and then in the background. from there like conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory yeah. about this, that, People this, that. Crazy. But he dropped, uh, in in that video, he has a cover of a song from this movie, Love and Basketball. Yeah, I remember this now. And it's so good. And he, like, he'll take a song and he'll make, it'll be really good, but the thing with Frank is, like, now he's been dropping more, but back then it'd be like, when is Frank going to drop? Yeah, he was dark. He he wasn't doing anything. But then Blonde happened, and I think he's going to drop this year really soon because of, uh, he was dealing with label issues back then, but I think now... Since especially because like Blonde was kind of received in the middle, I yeah. think I'm I'm interested to see what he's gonna do with this album. Yeah, I am too. Uh, cause yeah, like I said, Blonde was over a year ago now, but yeah. I don't know. I I still didn't like it as much. Yeah. Also, there's Frank Ocean news right now. I don't know if you saw this. It came out today, and I just now saw it. But he's suing a collaborator, Omas Keith, over songwriting oh, wow. credits. Yeah. Wow. 
Interesting. I, I I guess we can talk about it more later or something. I, yeah. I can explain when it. More stuff a little comes bit. out. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he hired Keith to produce master recordings of multiple blonde tracks and paid him a flat fee for his involvement. But Keith said uh, he was a co-writer. I and manages, or he's a co-writer for many tracks on ASCAP, an organization that manages songwriting royalties. Ocean states that Keith was not involved in the songwriting process and is not entitled, but he says otherwise. So this will be interesting. This be is weird play out. Moon River is really good. But back this to the song. Good, yeah, this is a good song. Hopefully Frank clears that up. But. Yeah, I'm interested to see if, if we get the album sooner than later. There's a lot of people who, like, need to drop albums. This is a real, like, make or break year for a few artists, especially in, like, hip-hop. Like Especially. Yeah, like, Frank, we got to see what his album's like. The biggest one is, like, like for me, is which one of the three. Is it going to be Remy or... Cardi or Nikki that drops first because that's gonna be those are yeah because Nikki needs huge. to make her way back yeah. she needs Cardi a needs huge to hit. project yeah Cardi needs and then, this I guess I don't follow Remy Remy just needs this because you know she had she's had a hit singles but like she uh, having a hit album would be pretty good because she's a so, like she's I don't think she's signed she might have just signed somewhere but I'm not for sure yeah but yeah Cardi really needs it. A lot of people really need, like, big albums this year. And it's weird because it's, like, when are you going to drop? Because there's, like, there's a lot of people that had to drop this year. I don't think we – I think we're going to – if I'm going to be really prediction heavy right now. Hot takes, yeah, hot takes. Yeah, I don't think we're getting a Kendrick Sire. album. I don't think we're going to get a Kendrick album until, like, towards the end of the year. So, like – You think we're getting a Kendrick album this year, though? Yeah, end of the year. Wow. Um, I didn't – I – from what he his history is, I don't – I wasn't expecting I'll think we'll get one. Cause Dan was what November? Yeah, probably the end of the year. Of the year. Maybe, or maybe not an album, but like at least like a. Um, and he dropped Black Panther, you know. They're going on that tour though. Oh, that's right. Maybe like a big like uh, TDE like maybe compilation. Maybe album. a Black Hippie. Yeah, Black Hippie something, album or something. something like. probably. probably not. Probably not. Because they maybe. won't. They won't do that. But uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna get we're getting an Eminem album this year. Towards probably the end of Are the you year. You fan of Eminem? Not Everybody really. in the 313. No. Everybody reach your hands with me. I like classic Eminem, but like Amir likes to say, Revival was... You don't like Walk on Water? <laughs> the one with Ed Sheeran? You don't like, I walk on water. It was, and I have no percussion. I think that Eminem is probably There's not about a to drum be done. on this song. Eminem... No. Yeah, the Eminem discussion will wait until another yeah, day. Yeah, no, it will wait until later on. Yeah. No, but Corp, uh, his Chloroseptic remix was really good, so he has approved us. He can rap. I think Lil Wayne, we won't get Car. I don't want Carter 6, to be honest with you. He needs to just do something. Yeah, new. I hope he just remakes it and just, like, redoes. Like, he could keep that Carter 6 because I'm afraid to hear that one. Because Lil- <laughs> new Lil Wayne right now has been so good that I don't want to hear back hear then Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm hype. We'll see. All right. Next single. Next single. Khalid and Normani. Tom's girl Normani with Love Lies. First of all, I'm a big fan of anything that gets more Khalid in my life, as well as, you know, Fifth Harmony. Yeah. Just any of their works. Uh, I like it a lot. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah I, I didn't like it. I didn't think this was a good song for Khalid. Uh I've heard a lot of his stuff. I'm a big fan of him, and so this was kind of a meh thing. It's also a song that's going to be featured in uh, an upcoming movie, Love, Simon, yeah. 
So another movie soundtrack, whatever. But yeah, and that also there's a Bleacher song on there. We'll talk about Bleachers later. But uh, oh, okay, yeah. Question: um, It was okay. Is Normani still in? Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought she left. Now, here's the thing: the only one that is officially left is Camila. Um, but uh, like two weeks ago, we talked about how um, there's they canceled their tour, um, and there's talks that they're gonna break up. So okay. I think that's probably. I think Normani's gonna be the second one that pops. It looks like it if she's getting ahead of the pack. Yeah, uh, I think she'll be the second one that pops. Maybe not. Like she'll, I think she'll get her moment. I, I, there's I, always it's five people in that group. It'll, two of them will pop. Yeah. Other three is going to just I, yeah. I think that right under the rug. Her part on, on this track is good. I don't think it's weak. I think it's solid. I mean, I guess I would say that the track isn't necessarily something that's like super flashy and you're going, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. But it's not bad. It might go on the radio. Yeah. It feels like it might. I liked but it. I'd listen to it again. I'm not even going to see the movie. Yeah, I don't. So what, I've never heard of the movie. So. I've uh, heard it's, of it. Uh, it's, it's, I think it looks really good, actually. Yeah, the 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 plot so, really fast without being controversial is guy goes on a date with the girl. He realizes, like, at some point, it's the right one I've seen, that he doesn't think he's straight. Well, no, it's that he knows that he's gay okay, for a long he's time. Gay. Yeah. And then he's coming out. It's a coming out story. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, so is, that's why it's Love, Simon? Yeah. I mean, I'll see it. I'll see, that sounds oh, good. Uh, I'll see it. I'm, I, I just watched this guy in a movie called Everywhere, Everything, Everything. Yeah, he's kind so of coming around. He was not in a good. movie I saw that was on Netflix a little, little bit ago. He's not bad. Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. Maybe it'll gonna go. make me cry. It probably won't go, <laughs> but maybe this song will go somewhere. Maybe not. They dropped at a really weird time. Like this has been like this is a real clogged up week for music. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I almost hope someone takes a break next week, you know. Yeah, and just chills instead of dropping. Takes a breather. <laughs> yeah, just takes a break. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I agree. Um, we're gonna move on to the next one. So the Chainsmokers, I don't know what they're doing. They had Sick Boy come out, which was a single, a new single of theirs, and then now this like weird EP thing with another song called You Owe Me came out. So I think it's a two song like or is it an LP? Is that what it's called? Whatever. No, LP is like a full album. Okay, yeah. so an, a little EP, two song EP if you can even call it that is um is out now. So Sick Boy I didn't like in the first place. Sick Boy was okay. It's it's like a poor man's 21 pilots and then yeah. Worlds Away or not Worlds Away. Sick or You Owe Me came out which is also that. I don't like their pivot right now. I'm all for artist evolution, but I don't like what they're doing right now at all. I like the Chainsmokers a little bit just because of what they were doing with like generic EDM. I thought that was like yeah. good. And it got in your head, and closer I'll still bop to to this day. But yeah, people... What is Sick Boy? What is, like, people really... Oh, did, man, it pisses so, me off. People really did not like... Memories do not open. They're 2017 now. Yeah, they were doing this type of stuff on there. They had that generic EDM, but then they also had like this 21 Pilots poppy indie. Just yeah, like I love 21 Pilots. Yeah, but then the Chainsmokers are not them. They went mainstream and people started copying their sound. And the Chainsmokers are doing it worse. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I got fired up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a huge Chainsmokers fan. I always think it's weird to think the Chainsmokers started with that first Let Me Take a Selfie song. Yeah, well, before that, it was Kanye. Have you heard Kanye? No. I Want to Be Like Kanye. I don't think so. Be the King of Me Only. I That was actually one of my favorite electronic songs for a long time. And that's where the, that was like one of their first true singles. But then Selfie came out. Yeah. And then they blew up off of Selfie. But then they like sort of made a career out of it. I think You Owe Me is better than uh, Sick Boy. Um, I think Sick Boy is definitely way more 
copycat-esque. Yeah. Um, you Know Me was actually a little better. It was It was more, I feel like they leaned more into the pop side instead of like the pop rap yeah. stuff that 21 Pilots does. Yeah. I think they're both okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're bad. Bad yeah. to okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't so know where they're going. Don't. I don't. I hope they don't drop another like album that's just this, but all of it. Yeah. I'm not gonna like be happy. I think this is probably how that. the album's gonna sound. If they drop the EP <sighs> and it's two songs like this, you're probably gonna get an album like this. Uh, I can't. I don't know. And and that'll and and also like on both of these singles, their guy uh, Drew, I think his name is, he's singing. He can't sing live. In case you guys saw. Uh, Closer the Halsey live performances at all. He can't sing live, so he's singing more. Like, I maybe he'll get better, but it'll <laughs> Rihanna probably just got be, better. Yeah, that's Rihanna fair. But we're talking about like, first. I don't know. I don't. And now next, it, let's now move matches, on. From yeah, this. yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like them anymore. Happy birthday, Rihanna! By the way. Oh, happy birthday, Rihanna! If you're listening to this, yeah, come on to the podcast. I love, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> uh, love getting over you. Uh. Do you have anything to say about love? I want to pre- preface it real fast. Nope, you go for so it. So remember when I said I love generic pop? Yeah. This is like the shining example of what yeah. I love. It's love, good. Love. I love love. Yeah. <laughs> Did you listen to that at all? No. No. I liked it. It's like, it's generic pop. It and totally what is. You said, um, it's like very like, I don't even know how you describe the singing that is like common nowadays in pop music. I don't know. I think it's like whiny, be like, but like, Breathy and yeah, um, like with a people lot have of, called it bedroom pop, but this isn't quite that. Like light EDM, yeah, synth stuff. It's in like the light bag. EDM pop. That would be the right term, I guess. Um, I liked it. This is like what Lob does best, and if you go back and listen to his other stuff, it's just all this. And I, I yeah, this was really good. I loved it. To get you going, yeah, it gets me going. All right, nah, that's... it's like a guilty pleasure more than anything. That's good. That sounds. I, I'll listen to it at some point. Yeah, definitely listen to his discography if you like it too. Yeah. Uh, it's basically all the same thing, but it's good. So, yeah. uh, next up we got Tanash and Future Faded Tinashe. Love. Tanache. Yeah. Did I mess it up? Yeah, oh my Tinashe. god! Sorry, Tanache and Future Faded Love. I um, I didn't listen to this because I refuse to listen to Tanache because she broke up the new boys. So, oh yeah, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a sore feeling. I liked it. Did you? Uh, no. This is okay. I'm gonna it be sounds honest. like they're faded and high, and it's called Faded yeah. Love, so that's what's like. Yeah. That, that was, that okay, was let me. me get real on Tanache. The real reason why I didn't listen to this is because I just feel like, just feel like Tanache's like, she's like an off-brand, like, I don't want to say Rihanna. I get her mixed up with Solange. Yeah. No. I don't listen no. to her. Just the name, name-wise. Yeah, okay, I was going to say, because Solange Sound blows wise, no. this out of the water. Yeah. Like, but like I just, she just, it's just, it feels like she's okay. She's two steps away from being two steps away, but like at all times though, like yeah. she just never feels like she's like there. Like it's something just she's, she's missing like, something. She's like a B tier, like a C tier. Yeah, like she's just like she's missing something. Like and yeah. she went out and she got future and like, no, like something's just missing. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know if she's like dull or like I don't know. If you were speaking to her right now, if Tom was Tanache, yeah. what would you say to her? He's just missing something. Like you're two steps away from <laughs> like two go, steps away. Go, go to the desert and find yourself. Yeah, like Tom. like do like you might have to like soul searching. You might have to go to like some like water, skip some rocks or something. Like you're just missing something. There's something missing, and I don't know like what it is. Cause like 
And now every okay, she got into a beef with Chris Brown because they did a song together and something, uh, and she said something like terrible. But I understand that. But Chris Brown called her a turtle, and now every time, <laughs> and every time I look at her now, I think about a turtle. What a weird, so, what a weird insult. Like a I don't know, but I just name? think I just think of her as a turtle now. But <laughs> like I don't know, like she's she's missing something. That's all I can say about yeah. Tanisha, and like I'm, I'll wait until it gets found. You know, she and I, she reminds me of Kayla, Kayla, uh She does not remind me of Kalani, but I just feel like they're the same person almost. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, gonna move on to the next song then. Yeah, let's move on. Ugly God and PNB Rock. I'm a dog, dude. When I tell you I love Ugly God, I love Ugly God. So you were a fan. I no, I honestly am a fan. I didn't. I'm like I. Oh, hold on. I okay. I listened. I listened to his album, well, no, not album, mixtape called The Booty Tape. Yep. Yeah. And, like, it had some bangers on there. I love Water because Water's I a love really Water, good song. too. Yeah, and I, like, he has a song on it called Stop Smoking Black and Milds. I really like that song, too. But he's coming out with an album really soon. And an album, he's doing a, a combined mixtape, like a collab mixtape with this guy named Winter something. Okay. It's supposed to be called It's Gonna Be an Ugly Winner. Oh. That's what it's called. And okay. he's coming out with another tape after that. So he has a lot of stuff coming out this year. And I'm I'm interested to hear it. I would have never Okay, Ugly Guy's a meme rapper. <laughs> he he is, but he's like, a meme rapper. He's like Rich Brian where I like him. Yeah, I like him. I just like him as a and then his okay, his freestyle. For Double uh, XL was so good to me. It was good. It, it was, was one of the so, better ones. That was I a loved bad that year, one. But. Yeah, it was a bad year, but I just loved his yeah. one. Like he said, like, I didn't. I didn't like. I don't like P and B rock. And I can understand that. I didn't li- like. Ugly God didn't do much on this song, so I wasn't a fan. But I it's, can see why you would a, be. It's if a you're song. A stan. It's a song. I can. I hope that the album does completely like. He probably produced it. He produces everything himself. I so, love him. Yeah. Yeah, I love his like production and everything like that. I don't know how I'm gonna feel. I don't know if I'm gonna like. I don't like PMB Rock's okay. He's okay yeah. to me. Yeah. And yeah, it's a decent song. It's okay. I'm not gonna go and like find it again. Yeah. Like I did for those other songs, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Diplo uh, featuring Dram. Look back. What'd you guys think of this? Uh, what is that? Oh, <laughs> not too good, huh? No, I was all right. Silent. I think. Here's the thing. I think a lot of the singles for me this week were kind of forgettable. I don't think anything necessarily stood out. Is it because there was 12 hours of of It might be because there was so much. But I think (laughs) even with that, uh, a lot of the singles itself, nothing, not a whole lot stood out to me. That's fair. Uh, I don't think it was the best song, but I thought it was like a prove it song and that Dram like really came out and was like, I'm going to just like drop like a really nice... I don't not verse, but like he he sung really well on this. I thought, yeah. Uh, and Diplo usually doesn't produce stuff like this uh, instrumentally, so I thought it was like a interesting combination. Mm-hmm. I sounded like it was off a soundtrack for something. It, it sounds very solely. Yeah, it lot, reminded me of Niles Barkley, honestly. Um, I mean, I liked it. Um, I, I did like it. It is different than Diplo. Yeah, uh, his normal stuff. I like that he stepped out of. Did his Diplo do a bit. song with Asap uh, Rocky? Um, Wild for, is that? As Major Laser. Okay, that was yeah. Major Laser. Okay. Yeah, he's he's Major Laser with uh, a couple other guys. Okay. Um, yeah, this is really solid. No, Wild for the Night was Skrillex. That was Skrillex, yeah. yeah that about? was Skrillex. Yeah. That was Skrillex. 
Yeah, this was what happened to Skrillex? He's still out there. I think. Well, he. Do you remember? Did you guys listen to Jack U at all? That was no. Diplo and Skrillex's project. Oh mm-hmm. no. He also has Skrillex has Dog Blood, which is another project between someone. I think he's still like just working on stuff. Uh-huh. He's dropping singles randomly. Ah. Uh, Not yeah, for an album, but this is he's very... had a few over the last like couple weeks. Yeah. Hasn't he? Skrillex. Or no, don't dip low, yeah. Get it right and then this. I'm so. actually shocked. This I feel isn't... like Skrillex is dead. Oh crap. I haven't seen anything. I feel like I haven't seen anything really notable from him. In he like still five goes years. and does like sets. Like he's still uh, around performing. He, he just, just doesn't performing. have any stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, this sort this should have been on the fifty shades freed. Right? Like, That's what it sounds, sounds like. like. It's, it definitely like, does. I can see them, you know, getting down to this. Yeah. You know? Getting down and Get, dirty. Getting down and dirty. In the mud with this. <laughs> But yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's let's stop that. Move on to the next. Uh, Willie Nelson, Last Man Standing. First of all, Willie Nelson sounds really good for being two hundred thousand years old. I yeah. thought he was dead. <laughs> I thought he was really like, an eternal man. Like, oh, this is this brain. How old is he? Like ninety eight. He is totally like in the nineties or eighties. Oh, he's actually eighty four. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, he's not ninety eight, yeah. but he's really old. I'm and he sounds he's good. Doing this because yeah, he sounds good on this. It's like kind of modernish country. Uh, yeah, I liked it. For being willing, I, I'm a really, I'm a really big uh, Nelson fan. My dad used to play it all the time, so I always liked him. You thought it sounded like modern country? I thought it sounded like, yeah. not necessarily classic country, but like kind of in between the classic era and the modern. Maybe era. right now we're at a lot. It of was like, like a hybrid, maybe. Not, now I got we're more at a lot of like the country pop era, and I don't really like that. Um, not like bro country, but like yeah. the when I don't know. We'll talk about country, I guess, maybe yeah. in the future, but there's like a bro country and then there's like regular modern country. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of where it falls. Okay, I would agree with that. With bro country being like Florida Georgia Line and like all that yeah, yeah, bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then last single, Win and Woo, Chasing Tail. I'm a big fan of Win and Woo. They're a huge in my book. And this song was really, really good. I didn't listen to it. This is my favorite single this week. So I don't think I heard this one. Well... If you if you want to listen to some good electronic music, you listen to Winamoo Chasing Tail this week. So you do you, you guys want to highlight kind of our high points for the new releases? We said Mountain Joy. I really like the Khalid and Normandy uh, Love Lies as well. I'm just gonna say Mountain Joy and Winamoo. The okay. rest of this was kind of passable. Moon River was okay. Yeah, Moon River was okay too, I guess. And I'm gonna go with Muse was forgettable for me. Yeah. I think a lot of this stuff generally was yeah, and Most of it was, me. I'm not going to lie, yeah, uh, like uh, 90% of this was really forgettable. It was, it was. So now we're going to jump into albums. <laughs> Does anyone else want to introduce these bad boys? Um, uh, I can, but I don't know if I necessarily have a lot to say about some of them. That's fair. Um, so I feel like this is the first um, album we have is Ultraviolet by Three Lao. Lao. Blau? Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like this, this is... His last of... name is Blau, B-L-I-A-U, my God. But yeah, three. It seems like it's something you should talk about, because you're the, you're the EDM uh, guy. Y- y- sure. Uh, so he's been around for like a decade. Um, he first started doing remixes and then made a lot more remixes, and that's kind of been his thing for a while. He's put out like small-ish EPs, but like this is his first debut. Or, yeah, first debut, right? <laughs> His debut. Uh, and I, like, I enjoyed this. Uh, it was, like, a pretty 
well-received album so far, I think, and it was like definitely looked forward to for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's um, how come he hasn't done anything if he's uh, been around for so long? I don't like, know. He's really re- he's a really good DJ. Uh, like I said, he's gotten a lot of he just remixes a lot, and um, if he puts out stuff, it's not obviously on an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was so pretty good though. Like it had some nice again '80s vibes to this. There's a lot of like '80s drums uh, to it. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was good. I liked it. It was kind of like a largely like a kind of a chill electronic album. I yeah. Mean, there was some stuff that kind of was grooving. You could groove to it, but uh, it was chill. I liked it. Yeah, for sure. And kind, uh, of, kind of, I don't know if I'd necessarily put it on to listen to straightforward, but something in the background maybe. Yeah, uh, absolutely. For me. I, I added a few of these songs, Touch, Fire, Star Crossed, and Worlds Away um, to my playlist. But other than that, yeah, it was a decent album. I give it like a, what are we doing, three out of five? Like a three out of five. Okay. But I'd listen to it again. I didn't get to hear it. You didn't you get know? to hear it. I'd say yeah. like a two, two and a half for me. It wasn't yeah. bad. It wasn't necessarily one of my favorites, but wasn't bad. Yep. Uh, Aaron Carter, comeback album of the year, Love. <laughs> Well, as you were saying beforehand, this was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, as you know, Aaron Carter, the singer of I Want Candy, and then from that point onward, kind of his life fell out of control. He had a lot of he controversy. Yeah, he was the original. I and that's not. why he did the remix. There's a remix of that on this album that I'll get to. <laughs> yeah, that, but he had I actually a lot, really liked it. He had a lot of controversies. Like He had an outspoken like crush on Hilary Duff. Uh, he went to jail a couple of times. He got bankrupt and then got his money figured out, his taxes, whatever it was that happened. And he also came out as bisexual this year. Really? He's just had a lot of moving parts in his life. Uh, I don't know if it's because of the fame too early or what. Probably. I don't know if it's all that important, but uh, he he dropped this album um, finally, I guess, if that's if people were looking forward to this. He's like somewhat on social media kind of popular. Oh, did he do the popularized version of I Want Candy? Because there's a version by the yeah. Strange Loves. Yeah, he did the most recent version that you'll hear of a little kid singing it. That's Aaron Carter. I want candy. Yes. And so, I don't even know how to start with this album, but my first like reaction was I'm confused <laughs> because he's like into this. He's like got an EDM sound in this now. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought too. I thought it was gonna be like rap hip hoppy because that's what I got the vibes from uh, from his some of his other stuff and like Fool's Gold on that was like that a couple others were like that uh, Hard to Love was my standout song on this uh, it actually went really hard and I was surprised his production was good and he had a, um, I can't remember the other guy that co-wrote and like co-produced but he's been on a, num- a number of things before this uh, and it was I mean it was like pretty good yeah. I don't, I'm not going to listen to it again yeah. but like good for him the version of I Want Candy, since I was like, I feel like I had not heard the Aaron Carter version, was a version by Bow Wow Wow, which oh. sounds probably like it was a one-hit wonder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. that's, I think that's just Bow Wow. Nope, it was two white people, so. Oh, it wasn't Bow <laughs> It wasn't my boy Shad? No. Man. Uh, uh, and I, I was really taken aback, because he, he literally remade Candy, I Want Candy. Like I, I thought, I, honestly, I was like. He went in the booth and was right. like, I'm going to remake my song. That kind of probably brought my life down. I don't know. Maybe that's not what happened. And it was like, it was like a remix of this song, but then it had a drop to it. And I was like, okay. I was like, 
this is weird, but I'm kind of feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt album. about the whole album, to be honest, yeah, though. It's really it was weird. like, okay, it throws me I off. I don't hate it, Oops. but not what I would expect. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, spectacular. Two out of five. Two, yeah, sensational. Yeah, I'll get yeah. Terrific. Yeah, uh, I'd give it like a two out of five. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's time to get into so we can be some big dogs and get stimulated. Yeah, you didn't bring up stimulated at all, did you? Uh, Tyga drops an album called Ki- Kyoto, not Kyoto. Uh, it's a second album, second album in the last seven months. Uh, do you want to talk about the cover art? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I thought the cover art was kind of weird, but I didn't think anything of it. But when then I was looking up some background stuff for it. There's kind of a funny story. So it's like, apparently it was controversial. And in case you don't know what the cover art is, if I explain it the most PG way, it's a like scantily clad, provocatively posed cheetah woman. Uh, <laughs> and it drew a lot of buzz after it was released. Um, and Tyga was accused of promoting furry porn, mm. to which he responded, I don't even know what that is. I love it. It's an art piece. <laughs> and I was like... All right, yeah. You don't know what it is. Okay, wink, wink. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> looks like that style. I've never seen it before, but so let's, let's <laughs> if get, I had to guess, let's get into the nitty gritty. Did you feel stimulated? Stop. Here's well, the thing. My one review for this was the album was just no. So temperature was okay. Down. Everything else was like all right. So you didn't feel stimulated? No. This is a zero out of five. So you're not a big boy. I give dog. No, stop. It's like a one out of five. For me, it's not stimulated. I didn't listen to it because I'm not listening to Tiger ever since he put out "Stimulated" about an underage girl being stimulated. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, this is yeah. kind of Kylie Jenner, by the way. You're talking about Kylie Jenner, and that's kind of the reason why he said he wanted to release this because there's all these stories and kind of rumors going around about what happened with that. Yeah, and so this is him kind of him saying that this is him stepping up and telling his side of the Did story. Did he tell his side of the story? In the putting album? his face to it. You know, <laughs> it's. It's fine. It's not. I don't know. It's like <laughs> reggae vibes almost. He just didn't put his story out. He said he was gonna put his story out, but Latin? he didn't put his story out. I mean, it's not the worst album that I heard this it's week. It's not terrible. Oh, yeah, no. but like I didn't. I I skipped most of it, so I, I don't know if that's telling of it or not. But I didn't. So there like was it. So, there was a, like, maybe like three songs on there that I was like, all right. Okay. Everything else I was kind of like, eh. that's the usual Tiger. Yeah, leave him in 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave him there. Hashtag leave him in 2010. Thanks, right. Tiger. See ya. Now, I mean, on to N words get shot every day. I'm glad you introduced that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was debating with myself whether I was going to use that to word, but I was like, no, nah, I'm not, because it just wouldn't be right in this situation. It's Black History Month, but uh, Young Dolph, I the Young Dolph. Uh, this is coming off of his. This is the second time he's kind of joking about being shot. Well, because he has, he was shot. Is yeah, no, but I'm saying, <laughs> but no, this is the second time he's kind of making fun yeah, of he it. He had an album come out right after the. Inst- he got shot the first time, which was. Which is only in September, this is I think. A, no, this is two different... That, that last album, where last mixtape, was about when he got shot before. Yeah. And that's when he was making fun of like everybody with the track listing. Mm-hmm. When he was like, 100 shots, but y'all ain't kill me. Ha, something like that. Yeah. So Why would anyone want to shoot Young Dolph? Is he like young, in the gang? Uh, young Dolph is beefing with... He has a, 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 a high-profile rivalry with... Uh, why? I mean, Yo Gotti from oh. Memphis. They're so two, really like yeah, low tier. I mean, they're okay. Yo, Yo Gotti had a has had big songs, but Yo Gotti has kind of taken a backseat yeah. to push his artist. Uh, yeah. Um, Black youngster. 
who's another person who's like he's awful beefing with, who allegedly was involved in that last shooting with the last album. But good stuff. Like right now, Black Youngster has like a bigger song name, so it's kind of weird. And like I like Black Youngster more as a person. And this Young Dolph, and it's all off for dumb things too. They're rivalries because of like allegedly he was. Uh no, Yo Yo Gotti wanted to sign him, and he said no. And I guess Yo guy took it like a, a took it like another, a slight yeah. at him, or something. yeah, or something like that. And then they just started beefing, which brings me into this shot, this album, and words get shot every day. It's so the beats are good. I, every beat is the same. Yeah, on this, I mean, like I I'm not, I usually don't say that, but they literally are that's how the it same. Is, yeah, so. Kind of slowish. It yeah. blended all the way through. Yeah, forgettable for me. Right? Yeah. Forgettable for oh, me okay. too. Uh, I've never been a big fan of him. Anything else you want to say about it? No, I mean, seemed like a poor okay. man's like two chains. Honestly, uh, he, you know, it's kind of weird because it's like, do you need to get shot to put out an album? <laughs> I hope that's not the case. I would hope one not. of these times it's, we're gonna be putting up R.I.P. the album. Yeah, right. We miss you, dog. Wish you was here still. But good thing we still have these leftover tracks. But yeah, I mean, I hope everything goes right. Best of peace. I mean, best of luck to him and everybody else. And stay safe out there. You know? Yeah. Starting to get warm out. So stay safe. Uh, That's all. But yeah, now let me. I'll introduce this one. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I mean. Broke your heart. So. (laughs) Literally. So. This week, well, as we told you all last week, I don't know if we said this on or off the air, we said that Kodak Black had announced that he was dropping a, a was it an album? Yeah. This was an it was album. like eight, 17 songs. Yeah, so the that's very album. next day. And it was, it's called Heartbreak Black. No. Kodak. Called, uh, Heartbreak Kodak. <laughs> and it is, it is named after famous WWE wrestler, Shawn Michaels, he may be discussed on another podcast we hear have here called Ringmasters. Shout out. Yeah, it's a shout out. But uh pay me. But um <laughs> this is it is named so well. It's the R and B album. It's named Heartbreak Kodak because it literally breaks your heart. This album is right now in my running number one for worst album of the year. And I mean if I, I would clap right now, but I'm gonna give some some soul fingers you can't see them but you know you you almost want to know how can a person put so much trash into one album it's like it's almost mystifying and astonishing that like you could just have this much garbage and it made me almost not want to listen to music anymore as a whole like not just like actually like, you're yeah, not like, saying that no i'm not i'm not playing like it literally brought me down for a whole weekend that's why I had to listen to Scissor's <laughs> album to get me back up. But, like, I just didn't, like, I, I couldn't listen to music. Kodak Black, deep diving on him as an artist. He's an artist that every now and then he's 50-50. When he give he'll, I'm going to say when he's not drunk in the studio or not high in the studio, he's really good. Yeah. And, like, it shines. But then when he is, it, he starts like he's a he's a rapper that slurs his words a lot. I hate it. That, that's what I said. My number one problem with this album was none of the. I don't know what you didn't like about it, but my number one thing was that I just don't like his voice. Or I'll his get flow. into it. It's it's just it's so distracting how 
it sounds so lazy. Yes. Sometimes it's really good. Like when he did that song with uh on his last thing, uh, project whatever, something streets two or whatever. He did that one song that blew up the one he did with XXX Tentacion. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. I can't remember the name. Yeah, I like that song. And there's some songs that like I his voice works, but it's when he doesn't slur too much. Like on this album, you could clearly tell he was in the studio and he was like, you know, pass me some of that Devil's Cabbage and let's get to work <laughs> on an album. And this is what we got. And yeah. he calls it an R&B album, but it's kind of not. But it is. Would you say it is? I would. Okay, hot take. It's a trash. <laughs> but it's not a hot take. That's normally, just a take. <laughs> yeah. Normally, I, I don't know what this is. Um, there's there's one song on here that I thought was good. Um, which was what was that one song Cody and Dream? No. That's the one that stood out to me that's the, the most. That's the one that stood out to me too. That was old. I have exactly heard that before. Yeah, that's exactly why it stood out to me. I, yeah. I, no, I, that did was, he release it as a single before? Yes. Yeah, that that's, was that old was old like Wayne. his he, that's what put him on the map, right? Like yeah. officially? No. No, not Cody and Dream? No. Cuz that's the first single I heard from him. Really? Like, no, uh, what else. put him on the map was uh this one freestyle he had back in the day where it was uh what is that? No flocking. That's what really started to blow okay. him up. It's real. That's a really good song. That's when Kodak Black is like, oh, oh and Drake kind of helped because Drake oh. did the. No, Drake didn't do a song for him, but Drake like recording himself on Instagram singing his song, and, and that put eyes on him. Gotcha. But he said, "Screw you, Drake." So he didn't get the co-sign. Twenty One Savage ended up getting from Drake. Oh, gotcha. But Corrupted's the only song on here that I thought was okay, which. Was him kind of rapping a little normal? I didn't even get to that. But there's a song on here. I don't know if it's Cody and Dreamin', but if you looked at the lyrics, he spells tired wrong. <laughs> and it's over and over again. It was really starting to piss me off. Really? Yes, like it he spells it T-I-E-D. Like, people are thinking, like... Like, tied? Yeah, but he meant to say tired, and I know he meant to say tired. I gotta find that. It's just the way that he was talking? He No, he spoke, he said, he actually people wrote that think like the I T-I-E-D. And it was like, <laughs> tied. That's, so that's like, the entire album is just lazy. It's and, lazy. And bad. He's, yeah. this sounds lazy, it sounds unexpired, I mean, uninspired, I... Honestly, I didn't want to hear this album, and I knew I wasn't going to want to like it. Oh, okay. So they corrected it on the Apple thing, but it says he meant to say, he meant to say T-I-R-E-D, and I'm going to listen to it really fast so like you guys can talk for a little bit, but I need to make sure, because I swear he says T-I-E. Like in the song? Yeah. Oh, my God. Did he, he, he was he still in prison? Or is yeah, he he's out? in jail. So I'm assuming his team put this together for him. Or huh? did he do this? Did he do this from jail? Uh, his probably he, his label. His label just collected what he had. Like was this already a premeditated thing? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing. I think he probably had this coming out, and then uh. What happened is probably he went to jail and like what they usually do is 
if they know you're about to go, because he has a case. He's yeah, he has that sexual. Yeah, he's had that sexual assault, assault case, case for a long that he hasn't like dealt with yet. So usually when something like that is going down, they'll like your label will make you like start recording like a whole bunch of songs. Yeah, just to hold people before you go in, because a lot of labels learned from uh, the Bobby Smurder situation. Like, God. so what happens is he probably had like a whole bunch of songs laying around. And they probably recorded him. He recorded all of them. And then he ended up going in. The reason he went in, though, is, like, he got... He was on Instagram Live with, like, guns and all that. And, like, he's on probation. Mm, So, yeah. But he just had a song with Dreezy called Spar where he gives, like, a very, like, a decent verse song until the ending. So it was weird. Like, this album just... It's not good at all. And, And... it broke my heart, so I don't know <laughs> if he was going for that. It worked. There's a period in time where I swear my phone skipped four songs. Like, my <laughs> sk- my phone knew it was trash. Because, like, I was listening to it, and then, like, I was in my business, uh, business law class, because I'm a college student, and uh, I just think that should be known. But <laughs> I was on I Get Lonely or, like, Loyal. I was on Loyal, and I was like, I'm already on ten songs? This is a quick album. And, like, I had only been listening for maybe an hour. It, well, it is an hour long. Well, I mean, not an hour, but, like, maybe 30 minutes. It was on my walk to class. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm blowing through this. And then I was like, wait, I don't remember hearing Tory Lanez on this album. And I went back. I was like, I don't remember hearing that song. I don't remember hearing that song. And then it was maybe like. Maybe you did hear it, and it was just that bad that your mind repressed it. Maybe, man. And, like, Tory Lanez, <laughs> dude, you got to stop accepting, like, just anything, dude. Like he's, you're better he's, than he's this. Take a break. You're be- no. He has an album coming. Uh, he shouldn't release it. No, he's coming. Like his album's coming out. Like maybe I've this month. I've never been a fan of his. Oh, I think Tory Lanez is really good, but he, he has that controversy with him. Too. What? Uh, uh, the is it assault or something? He like punched a fan or something. Like he was bad at a concert, something like that. Or am I getting mixed up with well, someone else? You're probably getting mixed up. He might have had. Maybe that's no, like, that's Kevin Gates. Oh, are you thinking about when he kicked his? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's Kevin Gates. Okay, Tory Lanez is like the human Spider-Man, where he like his concerts are wild because like he'll be climbing balconies and stuff like that, and hanging off of them while singing. <laughs> so, Tory Lanez is really good, but he just like puts too many sca- uh, too many skits on his albums mm. and too many like interludes, which like yeah. he said there's none of those on this album, which thank God. But Tory Lanez is really. The thing with Tory Lanez is he's really good at ta- like taking a song that's already been done and then redoing it or like a- adding on to it and doing it better. I was right. He did. did he? What? he had in 2016. I heard about this on on an article. He told the crowd to f shit up, which incited a riot and forced police to shut down the show. Okay. And a lot of people got arrested. Okay. And it was a bad thing. Yeah. And there, he was, like, getting sued. Well, that's not that big. That's just a rock. It's just that's a, a rock thing. That's just him being... It's like what Travis Scott did at Lollapalooza That's whatever. him being a rock star, mate. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, uh... And we're... That's a discussion I want to have at one point on this podcast. Rappers trying to say they're rock stars. I'm looking at yeah. you, Post Malone. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, no, I just thought this album was trash. It was a, this is a, this is my first ever 0 out of 5. Like, this is a 0 out of 5 album. I would give it a negative 5 stars if I could, but this is not a good album. And with that, the new releases are over, and now we get into our classic. A classic of Tom's. Yes, this is, I'm leaning into the the personal classic pretty heavily. 
uh, this week because we're going with the album that is not even a year old, and it's Bleacher's uh, sophomore album, Gone Now. Um, and so we're going to do a little bit differently. I don't know. I saw a glimpse and a smile from, from Amir, but continue. Amir, are we going to have to take this outside? No, no. <laughs> just, just, just present the album. Present it. Uh, so we're going to do something a little different this time. We're going to try to give a little bit more background on the album itself uh, and all, as well as the artist behind it. Um, and I feel like I it's kind of more important this time because Bleachers isn't unknown, but, I mean, we did Beastie Boys and Daft Punk and Michael Jackson, and Bleachers is definitely not on that level yet. Um, so Bleachers is an indie pop act, and it's the stage name uh, for... Jack <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to go over there. Uh, Jack Antonoff, uh, yeah, and so Jack Antonoff uh, is or was part of the band Steel Train and Fun. Really, they're, they're kind of on hiatus right now. Yeah, he was the bassist for Fun, and he wrote what some songs. To fun? Uh, they're on hiatus. Oh, they're just, I think they're all doing, or some of them to be are on doing hiatus. Hiatus. They're gonna be dead <laughs> in a second because Nate, whatever his name, fell off hard. Yeah. Um, so the music is generally considered to be heavily influenced by the 80s and 90s, and he said it's kind of he's heavily inspired by like John Hughes and that sort of aesthetic. Um, and the act uh, of Bleachers was birthed in 2014, um, sort of from the hiatus of Fun, uh, where, like where I said where he was the bassist, but he was he'd been working on independent music a little bit before that, um, and he signed to R- uh, RCA, which is a pretty massive label. Mm-hmm. Really his, good in R and B, by the way. Yeah, they have a really good R and B division. That's they have. Uh, oh, what's his face? Uh, who made that song? Uh, Tory Lanez is on that label too. I'm pretty sure. But uh, what is his name? He always wears dad hats. Uh, uh, uh don't. Uh, he made don't. Uh, Bryson Tiller. Yeah, yeah. He's on that label. Yeah, the second album's not good. Yeah, I was was going through the uh, their like lineup and it's like massive. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his first album as Bleachers was released in 2014 and was a pretty big success commercially. It hit number two on both Billboard's U.S. top alternative albums and top rock albums, um, which kind of leads us to his second album, Gone Now, um, which Jack Antonoff kind of considers to be his masterpiece. Um, as a couple present influences in the lyrics and all that, which is the most obvious is being uh, the death of his sister, uh, who died from brain cancer. Um, she was 13 and he was 18 at the time. And there's also this kind of theme of the frantic messiness of love. Amir is asking for it. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. Uh, so this was released on June 2nd, 2017. Um, so it's, like I said, it's pretty recent, but for me, it was kind of an instant classic. Um, I listened to it pretty frequently. Um, critically, it wasn't kind of hailed as being anything great. Got a 6.2 out of 10 on Any Decent Music, 71 out of 100 on Metacritic, 3.5 out of 5 on Rolling Stone, 6.1 out of 10 on Pitchfork, B- on the AV Club, C- on Consequence of Sound, A- on Entertainment Weekly. And then it was named the number 27th, number 27 album of the year by The Independent and number 26 by NME. Um, commercially, it reached number 92 on Billboard's Canadian Albums, 44 on U.S. Billboard 200. It reached 6 on the U.S. Top alternative albums and nine on u.s top rock albums as a quite a few producers and co-writers on it so i'll kind of go through some of the notable ones um so tom crow co-wrote dream of mickey mantle uh emil haney uh co-wrote and co-produced good morning organized noise was a co-producer on that julia michaels co-wrote my hate, girl yeah she co julia she co-wrote organized hate the- noise was yeah on this? yeah Julian Michaels co-wrote Hate That You Know Me. Greg Kirsten co-produced. Lord co-wrote Don't Take the Money. Greg Kirsten and Vince Clark co-produced. 
Evan Smith co-wrote Everybody Lost Somebody. Emil Haney co-produced Evan Smith and Paul Jeffries co-wrote Let's Get Married. 1985 co-produced that. Soundwave and John Hill co-produced Goodbye. Greg Kirsten. I didn't know Soundwave was there. Yeah, Greg Kirsten co-produced I Miss Those Days. Sam Dew co-wrote I'm Ready to Move On. The Mickey Mantle reprise. Organized uh, Noise co-reprise. He, I, I thought it was reprise too, and then I was watching an interview with him, and he called it a reprise, and I was like, Jack, you get some grammar. And I was like, all right. <laughs> no. I guess I was wrong. Uh, and then Organized Noise co-produced that, and then the last one, Soundwave, wow. co-produced Foreign Girls. Yeah, two Organized Noise. Wow. Um, other artists and people appearing in that, um, uh, Lena Dunham. Who is Jack's girlfriend? Uh, she appeared on Good yeah, Morning, Let's Get Married, and Goodbye. I know I'm like Connie. Uh, you can do better than that. Uh, Lord provides background vocals on Hate That You Know Me and Don't Take the Money. Carly Rae Jepsen provides background vocals on Hate That You Know Me. Uh, Moo provides background vocals on Let's Get Married, and there's Wait. some others. Lean, girls, lean them down. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's Continue my reaction too. It's yeah. okay. Um, so that's kind of the background, and I want to okay. kind of go through the tracks now individually and talk about some of the themes and influences and that kind of thing. And so it starts off with Dream of Mickey Mantle. Um, I also want to kind of say this is something I like about this album is that he like really put um, – he really made an effort to kind of compose it a specific way. Like each track has a purpose for being where it is in the album. And I know people kind of t- generally do a that with like strong opener, strong closer, mm-hmm. and they have reasons for putting those there. Um, but he has like – and I want to say a story, but there's like a definite timeline that he was intending. So Dream of Mickey Mantle is kind of symbolic of the dreamlike state that you were in before you wake up. It really kicks off the album with this whole idea of bad things happening. He kind of talks about Mickey Mantle's death as well as mentioning uh, a war. And in this, he's referring to the Iraq War. Um, and Jack said that Mickey Mantle was his first experience with death and that it's in his memory. Uh, it's first in his memory of things being impermanent. And the whole album is called, called Gone Now, and it's about you know this impermanence. So that leads us into Good Morning, which is the awakening of the album. Uh, and so going back to that removal from like the in-between dreamlike state, Bleachers commented that this line is about the moment right before you wake up. This is a quote. Um, you're not awake. You're not asleep. There's this brief period where you're here, but you're not here, and you're aware of the world. And you can sort of see things, sort of smell things, but like you're not up. And then two seconds later, you're up, and all the weight of the world comes rushing at you. So it's this idea that you leave the weight of the world by the bed. You go into this crazy place, and then you wake up, and it comes right back to you. So it's really about waking up with all your baggage and then picking it up and going through the day. And so this is the first part of the album. I mean, it's really like I said, the awakening. But it's the first part we get a first reference to the death of his sister. Uh, when he says, one dream away from the ones above, this is a reference to Jack Antonoff has been haunted by um, dreams for the past 15 years. Um, where his sister's alive there. And like I said, his sister died of cancer. And so when he says, you had long there, uh, long hair then, it's most likely a reference to before his sister began undergoing chemotherapy um, when they were both happier. There's also a reference to his dreams where, he's, where he says the line, yeah, you uh, touched me and I said you're not to blame because he's mentioned that he communicates with his sister in these dreams and she kind of tries to reassure him and let him know that she wants him to get better. Uh, so then that, that's, that's, that's good morning. And then we have Hate That You Know Me. And song. yeah, it's one of the, el- I think it's one of the anthems on the album. But the lines, I, I put my things into boxes, carry all of my old lies, rubber band in my pastime, kind of shows that he car- car- excuse me, compartmentalizes his feelings in a way that he can cope with or a way that he can just hide because the rubber band sort of says that he's getting pulled back to his past where he dealt with the trauma of his sister's death. Um, and, you know, rubber bands stretch, but they don't really break. They kind of just keep pulling him back. 
Um, he again mentions the events with his sister and the lines. So I keep talking about 18 because I can't let go of the same dream. You know, there's the dream mentioned again. There's uh, the age of 18 where it all happened and sort of created this ripple uh, effect in his life where he had to deal with the initial loss and then the subsequent grief uh, and mental illness that spawned from that. And Jack has mentioned that this song is about how being in a relationship can make you hate yourself in a way. It's actually, he says it's a uh, devastating concept, which is when you love someone, you can uh, you can hate it because you can't escape yourself. When you're alone, you can walk by a mirror and be like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But when you're with someone in a relationship, you can't escape who you are. They're constantly showing you. It's like I want people somewhere in the world dancing and somewhere in the world weeping in bed at the same time. It's kind of a duality there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't Take the Money. So this was the first taste of, that people got of the album. It was the first single released. And with it, he sent this email to fans that kind of went into the work uh, and the sent album. Sent the email? Yeah. Uh, so like when people, I guess, sign up for like a mailing list for concert tickets get, and stuff. Did you do it? I was not a fan at this point, so no. Oh, good. I, I only Funny. became a fan when this album dropped. I, was, I wasn't really mm. familiar with Beaches before that. Um, but he goes into the, title, uh, the single and the album at large a little bit. He says... Today I'm releasing the first song from an album that has taken very, or excuse me, that has taken every piece of me to make. There are endless things I'm dying to tell you about the past two years of making this album. Some incredible and filled with joy, some deeply painful, but I'll wait on that because today is just about this introduction. Don't Take the Money is the front door to this house. It's a big strange house, but this is how I believe it should be entered. Don't Take the Money is something I say in my head a lot. It's not about actual money, it's about following a light, a gut feeling. Not following a deep gut feeling destroys your art and the people around you. So I say it in my head constantly, sometimes about something very specific relating to music, sometimes about a bigger question about marriage or depression. Point is, it's be- it's become my phrase to stay on track. S- excuse me. Specifically, and don't take the money, I'm talking about my relationship. Verses go through the past. Um, geez, hold on, I just lost my... Okay, uh, so they go through the past, and the pre-chorus is an explosive fight, and the chorus is that moment when you hit rock bottom and everything is clear. You know that feeling when you've tried... Uh, your pa- your best to destroy your past self, um, and sometimes or someone else too, but it's just you know too strong, can't be destroyed. Um, when you've tried to, f- to fling your fling yourself at your partner, there's a lot of typos in his email, so I'm trying <laughs> to get over them. Um, Jack, come on. <laughs> he makes music. He does not get at typing apparently. Um, but he talks about kind of fling, you fling yourself out this emotional window, but you keep landing back in heaven. You know, this thing can't be destroyed. That's when it's all clear as much when you kind of hit that point, that low. Um, as much as I say don't take the money in my head, I can also beg it of the people I love. That's what I'm doing in that chorus. Beyond the lyrics, so much of everything I'm working on is meant to have an intense push and pull between euphoria and sadness. Don't take the money is the front door because it holds both of those feelings so specifically, and that is the core of Bleachers, which I think... Yeah, it's pretty powerful. This, yeah, this is yeah, wonderful. And then we go into Everybody Lost Somebody. Um, and, in, and in an interview with Rolling Stone, Jack said that this album contains a lot of painful memories, including 9-11 and the death of his sister shortly following. And Jack said that, what? Is he from New York? Uh, yeah, okay. I believe so. Uh, Jack said that loss is a filter that goes through your whole life. Um, it's not about... it's. It's not about not moving on. Um, it changes you. It changes your relationships. It changes how you see yourself, the way you see your work. And I really wanted um, all that to be in this album. And so everybody lost somebody was a common saying after the attacks, um, the 9-11 attacks, because it appeared that every American was affected in some way. But the loss of Jack's sister, he didn't lose her in 9-11, but he lost her shortly after an unrelated scenario. And that felt very personal uh, Personal, and 
in a specific way because he didn't get to share, I shouldn't say get, but he didn't share this loss with all of America. It was something that was very specific to him. Um, and he kind of talks about how the, law, the, the losses almost in a way helped him get over his loss, though, in a way, because you connect with people about loss and that's uh, losing somebody, even if it's not in the same way, is a good way to connect with, I shouldn't say good way, but it's a way that you can connect with somebody on a very deep level. And he felt like he learned a lot about people through that. Um, and in this song, we get another reference to his recurring dream where he says, uh, it's this dream I keep on having where I'm begging as well as, uh, but there's nothing I wouldn't do to wake up and remember it. I, I want to wake up and remember. He wants to wake up from his dream, be with his sister that he lost. Um, the song is largely about loss and coping. Uh, he mentions being mad at the sun for continuing to rise and set, you know, unaware of earthly problems and putting more time between him and his feelings. Some interpretations of the lines uh, says that they're of the lines, but there's nothing I wouldn't do to settle up with heaven. It's a debt I got to settle in heaven is uh, that it means Jack is kind of coming to terms with the loss finally after 15 years and uh, accepting that it's something he won't be able to really settle uh, until he's dead. And there's another reference to his sister when he says, I know that I'm lost, lost in a world without you. And then we go into All My Heroes, which kind of, I, which was kind of birthed, I feel like, a lot about out of 2016, 2017, when people were um, kind of outed for scandals. That's how I feel like there's some connection to that. I'm not going to even comment on whatever face you're making. I'm just shocked. Okay. Like, scandals are crazy, man. They are. Uh, but this song to me is about how our heroes will always let us down because we know, or because we call them to immense expectations. So the lines, all your heroes get tired, I'll be something better, uh, I'll be something better yet, sort of says that if we can realize that our heroes are really just like us, then we can work on improving ourselves and being better uh, than they are. And uh, he said that this is kind of the adult version to the song that pretty much everybody knows from Bleachers, which is I Want to Get Better. The, this is more of the uh, the grown-up version when you've kind of has a, have a better handle on things. So that puts us to Let's Get Married, which is a song all about – it's people hear it differently um, than it actually was written. So the song is kind of all over because it's a love song at its heart, but it's also spawn, it was also spawned out of the election – and Jack waking up the night following Trump actually winning the race, um, which is where the lines, and I know it's bad when we look out, but bad, bad people don't live in our house. It's him saying that outside things are bad, but we have each other, so let's just stay in here where we know it's good. And so he's also been with his girlfriend, uh, Lena Dunham, for five years and struggles with depression and loneliness, and some speculate that this is his way of saying that he may be ready to get married. But Jack has said that he felt he understand, he felt that he understood the country in the Midwest and all that, um, and so he was really shocked when Trump got elected because he felt like he didn't really understand all the people that he thought he had, um, that he thought he did, people he had been interacting with I his whole I life. The Midwest. <laughs> I mean, I thought I understood the Midwest, but I mean, hey. And he says that it's going to be like a what he said he, he says like a wedding song one day, and people are going to be dancing to it as this like magical thing, and only a few people are actually going to know that it's kind of has some some sadness buried below it about what's happening in America right now. So that puts us to goodbye. Um, and there's some speculation that this song is about suicide as it's a clear reprise on the album's awakening tune, which was good morning. He says goodbye to all the same people except the cops, which has an ominous vibe behind it. Um, but some say the album, uh, including him, is that it's a lifetime, which would make good morning his birth. And that goodbye is kind of the, his death. Um, that's what he also said. You don't see that? I don't see that. 
Um, that's what he says um, is the inspiration behind the art because he knows, because uh, that's how he sees himself when he's dead. Uh, so the cover art is like him in like a old timey painting, kind of wearing a military type uniform. Um, and he said that's how he kind of sees himself when he's dead, um, black and white and all dressed up and goodbye, he says, is really the start of his death. Um, the spoken word bits included in that track are a uh, recording of his girlfriend who's in the hospital at the time, and she's talking about what it means to be alive. And I think that sort of uh, has this beautiful contrast to it because it's a whole song about death and to him, and she's talking about what it means to be alive. songs is in this album? Uh, Twelve. Jeez. Um, the next one is I Miss Those Days, which kind of recalls back to a better time, perhaps to before he lost his sister, but also he says before uh, he was a successful musician. He says that the days were harder then, but they were kind of the best because um, there's there can be something there's something to be said about you being your truest self when you don't have anything else. Um, and it's sort of like, what have you got to lose? That kind of thing. Um, he discusses so everything is different now and constantly changing. And he says um, it's kind of funny that it's included after Goodbye because he calls this song a shot in the arm of the album. Mm. Which brings us to Nothing Is You, which he calls the actual true first, uh, the actual true love song of the album, one that isn't uh, focused on him or anything at all. Um, uh, then there's I'm Ready to Move On, Mickey Mantle Prize, uh, where he again brings up the loss of his sister. Mm-hmm. The opening lines, I got one light and dim for another. Why wait a minute to tell her I love her? It sort of says that he got his life. Uh, he has his life, but he also carries the dim light of his sister with him wherever he goes. And he's also saying that he wishes he could have told her he loved her more. There's also the encouragement to tell your loved ones um, that you love them while you still have them around. And the notion is present in the line, the stars are out, but she's burning brighter, uh, and these nights are never the same. And again, we come back to the dream of his sister, where he says, I got one dream, been hurting me forever. Why made it? Why wait a minute to tell her I'm better? And that's kind of Jack saying that he's had this painful dream for over 15 years, and I want to get better. He says that she tried to tell him to get better in these dreams, and now he finally wants to tell her that he feels like he is better. So when you said deep dive, you meant deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to show you that there's more to it than just like, oh, okay. I don't want to give it the same treatment that we give the new releases. Yeah, no, I get classic. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so now he finally feels that he's better. And then he calls this the true last song and the real end of the album. He calls it an apology to all the people in his life. And then we get to the actual conclusion, which is Foreign Girls, um, where you finally get the title drop uh, and have gone now. And he says it's sort of like going back to bed again. It's recognizing what's gone and how it's uh, stranger and holding on to what is good and all that. Um, and some a lot of reviews for the album said that it's, Pretty incredible. He was able to make music that's so different from all our pop music right now. I mean, there's the it, it is, yeah, it um, definitely is. Like we we mentioned earlier, that a lot of people are doing like '80s um, inspired, but this is like very, very unique in that sense. I I feel. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think this is just one of my favorite albums. I listened to it um, the first I don't know dozen times at least, not really paying attention to the deeper meaning of it, and not really being aware of the death of his sister. And I feel like once you kind of listen with that thought in mind, it becomes something totally different. Um, it has a, another level of deepness. But people have criticized him for calling this his masterpiece, or masterpiece and kind of like touting it as something that's like incredible and him being too proud. Um, something that's interesting about that is that he often references his bedroom in the album and he literally removed his bedroom from his childhood home and began to tour with it. Um, as what he called a moving art installation. And he did that because he feels there was a great deal of inspiration, came from where he lived, because uh, he lived there until he was 27. 
uh, and which sounds weird, but actually it's because right after the death of his sister, he began an 11-year tour. He never went to college or anything. He just started touring. Jesus. And I feel like that's kind of his way of coping with his loss. Uh, but yeah, people criticize him for yeah. being for trying too hard and too. Uh, trying to mythologize his work mm-hmm. a little bit. And so, like I said, I, I really love this album. I said it was instant classic I for me. Um, I love every song <laughs> through and through. I think musically it's such a unique take that no is way. like reminiscent of the 80s. It's the synthy electronic stuff, but it's also a refreshing renewal of that sound. Uh, I love the messages about loss and overcoming and throwing yourself into love and kind of the impermanence of things in life. Um, it's sort of all over the place, mm. but it kind of, I think to me it kind of fits together like a puzzle where they all feed into each other a little bit. Is- is it our turn? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, you your last one all over the place was really accurate. Um, I'm gonna ask you, Grant. Yeah. After all that, did you catch any of those themes in this music? Um. Yeah. There, like you could tell someone was gone from his life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got that time and time again, but for the most part, I just enjoyed this as like a more indie pop album i didn't take it that deep yeah it's i didn't um, take it that deep i really didn't take that deep until and i I don't really see it as that deep either if i'm being honest the thing is he talks about the birth and death and all that stuff and i think that's a bit of a stretch but i think there is a really clear theme really i think there is a linear structure to it otherwise why would you have all the references to dreaming and good morning and goodbye and all that kind of thing? i see that but also it's 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 a stretch though for me, yeah. Because like um, they're they're different songs, in my opinion. They don't they don't sonically match to me at least when I listen. A, yeah, I'm gonna um. I look um, it's not for me. I'll say that it's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. Uh, going to everything you said, I didn't catch like ninety five percent of that in the album. I just felt like it was a stretch. Like. Yep. I'm, that's kind of that, where I'm at. Like the whole, like I brought a couch around every, or a bed around everywhere. Like, oh, he brought his room. Yeah, he literally pe- he took his room from his house. I'm gonna be honest. Which with I was you. like, okay, that's a little. He should have been more detailed. Yeah, like after Descriptive. all, all with you just said, it makes it really it takes away lot, for the album. A lot for of the me. references are to his first album, Strange Desire, and I think a lot of it you have to, you really do have to understand okay. a lot of the the deeper elements of it. You do have to understand. A lot about his life. Yeah, uh, I, I've listened to his first album front to back, and I, yeah, to a degree, I agree with you. Well, okay, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't, and I just feel like if it's of all those are the themes, then like this ain't as deep. Like, I'm thinking if it's gonna be like that, I'm expecting like some introspective, like, like talk. Yeah, and like back to what you're saying about. This is like this is what he thinks was the real ending of the album. Then that should have been the real ending of the album. Don't end with foreign ladies. I did have criticism um, originally about I thought that goodbye should have been a finale because I mean it's goodbye. That's what it's called. That's kind of what it sounds like. In the same way, good morning should have been the opening. But I understand what he was saying. Don't I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand what he was going for there. Um, I don't. However. I, I'm being very pessimistic, but I enjoyed like Strange Desire, and I, I I like I've listened to this five or six times. I really really like it. Mm-hmm. I like it as like a pop album to that I don't think more about. Yeah, it, I, that's where I'm at. It has cool sounds. I just like after you explaining all that, my problem with the album is now like him calling it a. Ma- I kind of okay. 
this is not separating him from like the he's sister never, and all that. I don't that. think he's ever actually said it was a masterpiece. I think that's douche. kind of uh, that's what it, I'm saying. I think it's kind of like people get from him by him trying hard to almost mythologize it by bringing yeah. his bedroom around. But I think more so it's masterpiece in the sense that he feels like this is the cumulative work of what he's been through. Well, it's not. You don't think it's the cumulative work of what he's experienced? I, from what he's like co-written, I think he has a lot of more things he can write about and tell. And if you like, and put into it wasn't his work. after hearing all that, like it takes away from the album because it's not as deep as like I'm thinking. Like if you're talking handling with themes like that, I'm expecting it to be like I'm expecting to know you at the end of the album, basically almost like almost get a glimpse into you. And like I just didn't feel like it felt distant, kind yeah, of in a way. It didn't feel like deep. Like I felt like I was. Definitely the listener, not like, like with him. I was like, about him. yeah, I, I feel fair. like I was like, if I was, that's what he's trying to go for. I don't think he got that. I think he, I, I felt like I was like, it was like if you told like Grant something and then Grant told me about it, but then he kind of like got it mixed up a little bit in the meeting, like kind of felt like that. Like he didn't really tell us much. I would agree that it's a bit simple, but they're bops. That's what I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> but say. They're like jams for is me. That I think it primarily. Um, for me as well, also exists um, most strongly as without the levels, um, just as the purely musically. Um, yeah. I think that I think that it's pretty strong um, through throughout. Um, I think that um, the added deepness does. I understand how it could cl- muddy the waters a little bit yeah, and it, kind of take away from it. it. I think to me it does. I think you'd have to be really invested in. And Jack Antonoff and Bleachers well, as a I mean, whole yeah. to appreciate it to a, another degree, and yeah. so as a more of a passive fan, I could understand. Well, yeah, because like I just like it, you know. I, I agree that if he was going for yeah. something that was more of a cumulative work of everything he's experienced, he definitely yeah. could have added more detail. I don't know what that would have sounded like because that's not generally what the kind of music that he makes. Well, is. Right. if he's going to provide a whole Wikipedia page of with his feelings about this album i just well, felt like it could have been deeper all the the stuff that i was saying like translate what you feel yeah better like into, into the lyrics, the, like, into yeah. the lyrics cause like i just got i just heard a whole wikipedia page of what you're well, that was that are. wasn't what he said that was some of that was in, a lot of that was interpreted yeah but if like even if you can interpret that then like why can you interpret that into the album like you know put that in there yeah but it didn't feel like he put that in there it felt like he he gave it like uh, he gave us like the yeah my sister's like you know diet thing. But yeah, actually, then, yeah, he also never addressed that. And I don't know if he ever actually addressed it in any of the interviews about the album either, which I thought was weird. So I don't know if that's going, if that someone just took that and was like, this fits perfectly, let's run with it, or if that's actually him saying that and then he just never really addresses it. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's a pop genius, yeah. considering how many hits and things he's written except and worked the, on. Except for the last thing. Well, he let's on. not talk about that. Besides, besides that project, which actually did have a, like a like a hit, yeah, I'll admit I I liked one of he, them. He wrote Taylor every Swift's single reputation. Yeah. Yep. Uh, besides that, well, he 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 was on Lord's Melodrama too. He 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 wrote or which that was entire, that was pretty damn good too. Thing. Well, what I think he should do is put that through other people. He does do a good job of that. He does do a good job of collaborating and writing with other yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. He, he said that whenever he does that, but I like does Bleachers that a lot, too. I don't know. He said whenever he does that, he always says that he wants to make the best album possible with that person, like ever. Which I don't know if that necessarily well, was working. Yeah. I mean, hey, it was okay. 
He's good at making pop music. It's better yes, than he's very Boys. good at what it's he does. It's better than Beastie Boys. I'll say that. <laughs> and with you think that, so? what's, your, what's your ratings? What's our ratings here? Well, obviously, if it's my instant classic, then I'm giving it a five. Yes. I'm at a three and a point five out of five, but I will definitely listen to these. I'm going to go, um, I don't hit me. I'm not going to. I'm I just go want to make a comment 2. after. 2.5 out of five. It's Here's the comment I want to make is that. We, I picked Beastie Boys the first time because we thought it would be a good start. No, listen, don't roll your eyes. <laughs> I want us to say that I thought it'd be, we thought it would be a safe start. But then also you guys said you wanted to do something way more modern because I think I mm-hmm. could have chosen an album. And I like the personal classic idea too. Yeah, no, it's I a think great I'm definitely going to carry on. I think I could have chosen an album that would you would have liked because you're the only one that is like consistently doesn't like the music. It's that a 2.5. is a good two-step. We're not going like, to argue like, about this. What would you give the Migos though? You get that one like a seven. I did not get the Migos a seven. <laughs> We're going too far here. Okay. I gave but Migos that's what I'm saying. Like going I'm saying back at it. I understand this is not a like a general classic. This yeah. is very much so a, a, wi- a widely cl- acclaimed. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Like I said, it did not get critically, it wasn't like critically hailed or anything like that. It was just yeah. something that really struck a chord with me personally. Yeah. Yeah. You were at that point in your life. Yeah. I get it. But just what we're about to end right now, wrap it up. Uh, I'm going to go back and take whatever I said for the Migos. That album's a three. <laughs> That's still That's a higher. nice footnote. <laughs> three, yeah. You still think it's better? Oh, better than this? That's still putting it higher, though. Well, like, okay, they're two different things. It all comes down to subjectivity things. and well, style. Yeah, and they're two different genres to me. Yeah. I'm talking about Migos as a strict Like, if like you're going to pop, rap. you want maybe something yeah. different, a different sound. This is, yeah. This well, is let me ask like, you this. What's your go-to for pop, then? This is me being critical. I'm just curious. I don't even know when it comes to pop. Like, I'm not a huge, gigantic pop fan. I don't know. Like, pop's like... I, I like the, uh, the like, rising guys. I don't like... I don't like, like, Katy Perry or, like, whoever, whoever like, will just get on the radio. Okay. Like, Katy Perry's last album was garbage, though, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, like... Witness? Pff, I don't terrible. even know. Like, pop kind of, like, fell off for me. That's a discussion That's for another time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, All right. Any final thoughts boy up? on any of the new releases or anything like that? Vince, mm. Only Vince Joy. 12.5 hours of music. Yeah. Hopefully next week. Hopefully so from this point forward, we're going to trim some stuff. Trim some fat out of the If there is content. somebody, a new release or album that is, we're going to kind of, yeah, try to sift through it a little bit and cut a lot of the music out that we listen to, or at least a fair amount, so we don't have to listen to so much we can give better reviews on less stuff. Because then it becomes a chore rather than a yeah. hobby. Yeah. So, Hopefully, Vance um, Joy is the only one that puts out something next week. Because, yeah. Well, that's the thing. is like I didn't realize half the stuff was coming out because it wasn't on Consequence of Sound. So I don't know if it was surprises or what. Um, Probably. But I, if, I was going to say is if there's something in particular that you, that you think is a little bit um, indie or under the radar that you, we might not see, then you know tweet it to us and we'll give it a listen. Where can you find that Twitter at? Uh, our Twitter is... At Notable Pod. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. To, any final thoughts? No. no. I'm trying to find the uh, the links because they're not in the document. You don't remember it by now? I do, pod. kind of. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you are listening to this somehow, but there are other ways you can listen to it. This is our fourth episode of Notable. We have three others you can go. They're all, they're all over the place in terms of length. Last week's was an hour long. This, this one is a bit on the uh, chunkier side. Yeah. Um, but other ways you can listen to our SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash cm-life, iTunes under Central Michigan Life Podcast, 
the Central Michigan Life website, which is cm-life.com slash multimedia slash audio. Like I said, our Twitter is at NotablePod. We like to tweet uh, and retweet you know, music-related music stuff, um, stuff we see coming across our Twitter from artists we like, stuff we see on it just over the internet about artists. Um, that's pretty active. And if you have some suggestions of stuff, classic or not, that you want us to listen to um, and maybe talk about on the podcast, then let us know. Just send us a tweet. But uh, thank you for listening. I'm Tom Delore. I'm Grant Palmateer. I'm here, Bangston. We'll see you next week. Yeah. See ya.